Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unlimited Parenting, where we discuss having children with disabilities or special health care needs. I'm Allison, and with me today are Sarah and Melissa, and we are going to be giving an iPoll year in review, as well as some holiday tips and tricks. So with that, let's jump right into it. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Um, as I say that to you, like we haven't been talking all morning. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the things that we did this year. And it's probably how I made a big old list. Great. So maybe I'll shout something out and you guys okay. can give some feedback on it. Sound good? Yep. Okay. It's well, a uh, size list. Yeah. <laughs> it looks kind of intimidating. <laughs> Melissa's like, whoo, this is going to take more than 30 minutes. Um, we started a podcast. Yeah. Isn't that job. exciting? By the time everyone hears this, this will be our 12th. Wow. I think our 12th episode. Congrats. That's exciting. Think. Yeah. And there's lots of really exciting things. I mean... I know this is like a teaser, but there's even like things that are so exciting that we can't even talk about them yet that are coming up soon. Wow. Okay. I know. We're going to just, we're going <laughs> to. Do we know? I know. Or yeah, do we you, not you guys know. know. Oh, you guys okay. know. But All we're right. going to be interviewing some there. big people. Oh. We're hoping to get more parents. Mm-hmm. We're going to start talking about genetics. Very cool. Yeah. All right. It's going to be super great. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Thank you. We're all very excited about it. Outside outside of the podcast, what about monthly webinars? And I know we always do monthly webinars, mm-hmm. so our listeners might be like, yeah, what, what's new? You've always done that. But they're kind of changing. They are. Yeah. So I don't remember when we did our... We did a, a needs assessment, I yeah. guess. We had a call to action or a call to request feedback a call to arms for feedback for, from from our families um and our professionals that that um call our office or email us or however they get a hold of us but um and that kind of changed the trajectory of how we are going to start providing some of our training yeah we listened to our stakeholders who overwhelmingly wanted um self-guided, self-paced kind of trainings available mm-hmm. to them. So we, our last, what, three, two Yeah, now. three. Mm-hmm. Okay, three. All right. Yeah. Um, have been self-paced modules. And from the couple parents that I've had the opportunity to speak with, they really like them. Um, I, I miss the interaction that we get mm-hmm. with parents. So because of that, we have an office hours that we are still holding every month. So there's a there's still a, an open Zoom available for, for you guys to come ask us whatever questions. Um, I guess, oh, sorry, that's my chair. I'll stop moving. <laughs> so sorry. It sounds like it's crying for help. We have yeah, a mouse. It is. I'm sorry, I'll stand up. <laughs> it's reinforced steel, but it doesn't like it. <laughs> so we have a nude way that we're doing our training. <laughs> This is our d- how we talk all day long. I just okay, don't. I am so sorry. Office hours, self-paced mm-hmm. courses. Yeah. I so think- we still have our same great trainings with mm-hmm. our same great information. It's just going to be delivered a little bit different. And we're hoping that this then gives us the opportunity mm-hmm. to continue to add more to our our catalog, if you if you will. 
And they're still accessible. Uh Mm -hmm. They'll come with pictures of who created the Mm -hmm. content and or who's speaking. And Mm -hmm. speaking of speaking, there are audio files Mm -hmm. in there. So if you'd prefer to get your information told to you, if you prefer to read it, Mm -hmm. read it. (laughs) It's Friday. If you prefer to read it. it Good Lord. Mm -hmm. Or... There are videos. So we're trying to get all of the different ways people learn. And I mean, maybe this is just me, but in my opinion, these self-paced modules allow us to give more Mm -hmm. information than what we would have been able to do in an hour. Yeah. And I mean, our Padlets, our resources are still linked, but this, um, for example, let me just call out the IEP one that we just did. It gives, we can blow up the IEP document and look line by line by line and really dive into Mm -hmm. each individual section and provide some really great knowledge and resources so that in your next IEP meeting, and you have a really good big question about what does LRE mean? Now you should be able to, now you should know. Now you should know. And to, to kind of co- go on the other side of the self-paced modules, we've done a lot of special request in-person mm-hmm. trainings. And so that's yep. kind of where we've we've um, balanced out yeah. the self-paced and the in-person um, requests from providers, from uh, support groups coming, asking if we can come and or Zoom in and do, do that hour-long um, tailored training to the needs that are being asked. And so... Um, that's kind of how we are still able to do our in-person um, work for those people who are requesting it and actually have people show up. Yeah. So, And that's a really good, I'm oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say win, win, win. Yeah, because it gives us the opportunity to make them, a lot, like Sarah said, a lot more specialized for those specific groups. Um, so, yeah, it is. It's win, win, win. Hopefully. Mm. We want to hear the feedback. So if yep. you have feedback, let us know. Yep, there's a form in the description box at the bottom that allows you to give any kind of feedback on this podcast in specific or anything you'd like to see in the future. So cool. shout out to that. Okay. Another program that we have that we've been doing for a while is Cultivating Readers. And I'm going to let you talk a little bit about that. Not a lot of huge changes, but yeah. some small things. Yeah, so Cultivating Readers is a state professional development grant that we um, partner with our State Department of Education to run. Um, several districts around the state participate, uh, and it, it, it changes from year to year which districts are participating. But it, the intention of the grant is to increase literacy scores in kids K through 3, those specific with disabilities, um, because if we are if we're helping our kids K through three with disabilities, that means we're helping everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a universal um, help and a push, and it's using a multi-tiered systems of support. So from the administration to the instructional coaches to the teachers themselves and the librarians. But our piece, and we're really excited about having the opportunity to partner with the state department and these also these districts, is a family engagement piece. So. The cultivating readers, parent representatives are family representative, family engagement representatives that should be representing each school that's in the program, um, and they are kind of that liaison between school and home, and they're 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 creating. Um, newsletter blurbs, just really trying to get information into the hands of their school community, into their parents' hands in parent-friendly language about how to help their kiddos in K-3 with literacy, whether it is phonics or, um, you know, just 
increasing literacy in their everyday lives and home, you know, literacy in the grocery store, literacy, just wherever it is. Um, Organically. Organically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say if someone was listening right now and they were like, is my school doing that? How can I find out? I would touch base with your school, not... um, can any school any sign school up? can sign okay. up the absolutely apply. yeah they yeah. do an application and then mm-hmm. um, the application I think starts in May um, and then they start recruiting parents so the state department will start recruiting other districts it's um, some of this can fulfill some of their alleged their dyslexia training components not all of it but some of the components fulfill some of that training um, but yeah, if you don't, if you want to find out if your districts, this is something that you can ask your administrator, your principal, probably of your building, um, or you can call us and I could tell you if your district is involved. <laughs> and um, if they have a parent. If they have a parent representative and if they don't, I can sign you up and <laughs> say less. Um, exactly. But it is a really cool program yeah. and the schools that are participating are absolutely seeing the gains mm-hmm. in their scores. And so we know it's working. Um, and the more family engagement that we have, the higher those scores. So it's translatable. And once upon a time, I was a family engagement yeah. on the on the team and it was fun. You were and your school it was, was very successful. And I'd like yeah. to think it was all it probably was. was. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And then we stole you. <laughs> who, <laughs> yeah. who wants to talk about Fred Riggers Disability Awareness Day? I would love to talk about that. Um, Fred Riggers Disability Awareness Day is a really wonderful opportunity for all of us within the disability community. So in the Consortium for Idahoans with Disabilities, we are a member of. Did and I say we, that word right? No, you did. Okay. I'm just going to say. You looked at me and I was like. We oh. really mean all of us. There all are of so us. many people yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and this is an opportunity. So Fred Riggers was a staple at the Capitol for those of um our listeners who may listeners not know, who may not born know and raised yeah. in Idaho, lived on a farm. Absolutely. And he went blind late in life and was just a staple at the state house, really trying to just push for, you know, bills, legislation mm-hmm. that would help people like him um, and our Idahoans like him. So, um, and he had that real long red tie before yeah. it was cool. It was yeah, exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. So Fred Riggers Disability Awareness Day is a, an opportunity for all of our organizations to come together um, to bring the legislators down to talk about the the, the issues mm-hmm. that are really affecting our community, our disability community. So some of those issues this year were the direct care shortage, workforce shortage. Um, transportation just uh, there was quite a few issues um and then we brought those to the forefront had legislators come so that we could you know speak to them about those issues and they could learn about who we are as organizations Mm -hmm. which is um, really important support support the community and our state and i don't want people to think that we were at at the state house and we put on a a presentation and then no one came there were quite a few legislators Mm -hmm. that wandered by me Hey, what's all this? What are you guys talking mm-hmm. about? Oh, I'm going to talk about that with someone else later. Mm-hmm. There were a, yeah. there was a lot of a give lot and of, take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we handed so, out awards. I shouldn't say we. It wasn't I poll. It was yep. it was the, the it was consortium. consortium. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did. So we recognized some really great individuals who've done really great things in our community for numerous years. Um, and and that was that was exciting. So. I it was really it was exciting. Yeah. It was a good experience for me as someone who hasn't worked a lot with our partners. 
to kind of get to know everybody and assign some roles and learn what it means to work together with a lot of other people who do a lot of different things, but they all revolve around systems for individuals with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So it was a really good experience. And it's coming up real quick again because it was in February, right? It's going to be in February again. Yeah. It always in February. Mm -hmm. Why are you looking at me? We're not in charge of it this year. (laughs) I'm looking at you like it's all. It's already November. Yeah, it's just wild. frightening. Yeah. Um, another thing that we did in February was PBIS for foster grandparents. Oh, that was so fun. That was fun. That We've was... been invited back. Have we? Yeah. Ah! Yay. Yeah. So For the same group? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Love it. Oh, oops. That was yeah. the wrong one. Hold on. <laughs> so. Everyone strike that from your memories. Just a second. Good. Yeah. We've been invited back. Yeah. They loved us. So we're going to be, we'll talk about that in our we another upcoming event that we're doing our in-house strategic planning so mm-hmm. we'll talk about talk about that but yeah it was really fun to talk to and listen and hear and share with um the foster grandparents program um with and helping those volunteer grandparents that go into the classroom and work with work with the kids it's a really cool program yeah i didn't know it existed till mm-hmm. we got in front of them and there's some cool people. I really, yeah. really liked it. And they were really interested in what was new. Because, again, mm-hmm. we're talking about grandparents, and they remember mm-hmm. what it was like to parent their mm-hmm. own children and what school was like for them. But then when we would talk about kind of some of the new techniques mm-hmm. that they were using, they were like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that to me because mm-hmm. we were wondering what was happening. Yeah. And for anybody who may not know, PBIS stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. So it was supporting students as they navigate and work through emotions and behaviors. Yep. Teach, not punish, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to let you guys completely take the lead for this. But I think the next big event was Tools for Life. It was in Boise this year. Um, and that is a an annual um, transition. Sorry. I would say so, I, it's, it's like a summit. It's like a conference mm-hmm. for youth with um, students with disabilities um, attending school or not um, that can come and learn how to navigate life um, moving into the adulting. It's kind of a, a summit on how to adult with a disability. Yeah. Um, all of our partners were there t- um, providing workshops. And I think one of the, one of the favorites is Reality Town. Yeah. Where <laughs> I'm laughing because I called it Life Town the other day, and I'm like, it's not right, but I'm so close. You were, yeah. Which is a is a program um, that uh, will assign will assign students with um, a a career, um, household income, um, and certain tasks that they that they get, and then they have to navigate through the tables of where. It's, it's like the game of life. Mm-hmm. It's like um, a simulation. It is. Right? A simu- it's exactly a, simu- it's a, a simulation where they have to figure out how to manage a budget, hold a job with with what they've been given as a as a um, situation um, that they've been assigned, and so it really teaches um, some of those practical self advocacy skills, mm-hmm. uh, what you need to navigate your day as an adult. Never personally attended, but I've heard about it for the last two years now, and it seems like it's a it really engages youth. Yeah, 
Like, you know, a lot of times they come in and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm here with my school. We're doing we're, we're mm-hmm. listening to this presentation. But it's actually something really hands on yeah. and is so engaging that they're like, I got a lot out of that. Mm-hmm. There's youth presenters that mm-hmm. really, you know, their audience is their audience. So right. it it's for the youth, by the youth. Um, and they do. They walk away with some really practical mm-hmm. I think skills. We've had the opportunity to really talk to them about taking the lead in their own healthcare situations. Mm-hmm. Um, what that looks like. Have you scheduled your own doctor's appointment? Does your mom still do it for you? Do you know how to, if your wheelchair breaks, do you know how to fix that? So we have had the opportunity as a family to family health and information center to provide some of those, um, practical resources and a training, but it is really fun just to see the kids and see them interacting and have conversations yeah. with yeah. them and, it's it's one of our favorite favorite events, and next it year it's going to be in um, Idaho Falls. Yes, and it's beginning of March, right? It is the oh, I geez. think it's the end of the first week. It's that last Into February, week of February, February yeah. um, the last Monday and Tuesday of February. So I don't have the dates right in my head right now, but I'll put you on the spot. Sorry, um, that's okay. <laughs> um, so if you're interested, go to. IdahoAT.org, which is Idaho Assistive Technology um, Project. And they, I think it's Mm -hmm. IdahoATP.org. It'll be in the notes. Um, And then you can... And if not, you can always reach out to us and we can help you send you the link or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Yeah, and this year it follows around our universities. So so the kids will take university tours um, and and really get to see what that actually Oh, I've forgotten about that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they'll go to Pocatello, to, or are they going to go to Ricks? I'm not I don't, sure. Not where Sorry, it's BYU-Idaho. <laughs> you can tell how old I am. I just said that. Um, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. BYU-Idaho used to be called Ricks. Yeah. Like, it, that makes it sound like Jakers, like a, like a restaurant. <laughs> I'm going to Ricks! Exactly. I don't... <laughs> they're looking, they're trying to organize some of those college tours, okay. Eastern Idaho College, um, and things like that, awesome. so we can get kids on a campus. And yeah. uh, CTE, Career Technical Education, is a big push this year, especially with the um, project launch, um, getting kids involved cool. and um, trying to fill some of those those jobs that require um, those specialty jobs that um, because post secondary education doesn't have to look like a university, right? right? It can look like being a welder mm-hmm. or an electrician mm-hmm. or yeah. follow your heart, right? And that's yep. what those transition IEPs are for. But yep, not to plug that, but <laughs> check it out. That's okay. what we're saying. Okay. Um, one of the next tools for life. <laughs> forever for everyone (laughs) one of the next fun things that we did was uh, a meet and greet at the sensory place and for those of you who've never been it is in boise Mm -hmm. close to the walmart on overland yes right up there by social security office Mm -hmm. people usually know where that is (laughs) hopefully (laughs) Um, behind the kfc yeah (laughs) yep there we go now you know across the street is a starbucks (laughs) is that true it's yeah. true and behind that starbucks is mm-hmm. starmity enterprises with they're the people who own a lot of the mcdonald's anyway <laughs> i digress random facts that we know random facts with allison <laughs> Ding. um for those who don't know the sensory place is actually owned by our board chair correct yeah so that's a really nice partnership that we have so we can go and we set up a little booth Mm -hmm. and we any of the parents who were in there kind of wandered in like oh what's going on in here and we were like told them who we were 
you know, obviously a lot of those parents are accessing occupational therapy or they might have the Katie Beckett pathway to Medicaid and they had some questions and it was the time that we did it. So it must have been March. It was spring break. Spring break. Mm-hmm. That was advantageous. And yep. the other thing that made it really advantageous is it gave us the opportunity to really start talking to people about what the unwinding mm-hmm. of the public health mm-hmm. emergency yes. might look like and what that might do to services and really just get a lot more of that information out there. Yeah, that's what we spent. And I'm working on another one, a sensory Santa in a partnership with the sensory place um, for sometime in December. So I'm really hoping that we can pull that off. But um, we have a Santa in mind. And so he's looking at his calendar and we'll... Ho, 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 baby. Exactly. (laughs) And on that note, though, for Mm -hmm. sensory Santas, it's not just going to... We're not just going to post what we know about Boise or Ada Mm -hmm. County. We'll also include any sensory Santas we hear about. So let us know if they're in your community. And we'll shout them out. Yep. Um, The next thing that we did is huge. It was parent leadership. Mm-hmm. And That's that, big right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is, it is not a retreat. It is an intensive four-day learning opportunity. Exactly. Right? And it's For, big. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was up in regions one and two. So we're talking about... North Idaho, Moscow, Moscow to Sandpoint, yeah. basically, Bonners Ferry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we held it in Athol, mm-hmm. which I had never been that far north. So it was mm-hmm. really fun for me. The little highway mm-hmm. looked like a Hot Wheels track at one point. And I was like, this is so exciting. It was a little confusing, if I remember right. <laughs> we had yes, so it was <laughs> a little confusing. We had to put on, on our driving skills hat and... <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> and that's another thing you can learn at Tools. <laughs> tools for Life. I did, how to, I how to figure out how to drive fast. over a train track yeah. I and that. not lose the pizza receipt. Yeah. Oh. So yep. obviously you can tell it's a lot of fun. It and is. we have a lot of fun yep. and we make it fun. And we bring between, what is this, how many people we bring in? 10 to 12. We had a, a little bit of a smaller group this year. Um, which is going to affect it's, it's caused us to think about how we're going to do parent leadership in 2024. And, um, maybe we'll have another podcast about that, but, um, it's a good idea. Um, yeah, so really we talk about all things, um, healthcare and education for our families in Idaho and how to be your, be a, an effective advocate, um, sharing your story and turning that into building up your community and the things that are important in your community related to your area for um, kids with disabilities or special health care needs. Because struggles that are in Boise might not be the same as Mm -hmm. the struggles up in Julieta or Bonners Mm -hmm. Ferry standpoint. But another piece that I think is really, really fun to watch is a group of people that come in and they're like, oh, hi, like, mm-hmm. my name's Allison. It's nice to meet you. And then by the end yep. of the four mm-hmm. days, they're like, see you at church. And they yep. know each other mm-hmm. now and they stay connected yep. Yep. and they reach out. And that's so fun to see mm-hmm. because this group comes in like, oh, I'm going to share a room with share. you. And then afterwards, they're all sleeping come in the have karaoke a party. Place. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It is amazing. It is. It's a it's not a retreat. Mm-hmm. It is 
intense. It is really intense, but you leave with friendships and partnerships and goals. Goal, and exactly. An action plan to, to continue mm-hmm. building up um, whatever it is that you have created in your own action plan and goals in your area and community. And then you've got your natural group of support system yeah. that's all close enough that you can help support yeah. each other. And it can go as deep as you want. So if you're really ready to share and kind of discuss with other moms, dads who have been there, mm-hmm. done that, know your experiences, it's a safe, it's a brave, safe space to do that in. Yeah, it does get kind of vulnerable because we For do. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do some really cool activities um, like a life map that really takes you back and I mean, when I first did my life map, I'm not a crier, but I was crying. I was in tears trying to share this because your journey is your journey. And, you know, but so but it also you you we dive into personality types and what kind of leader are you? And so you get a really good snapshot of yourself at at this event and you you get some respite as a mom. Yeah, because iPoll is making your food. iPoll is (laughs) washing your dishes. Everything. Ipole is setting up the itinerary and taking you on a walk and helping you call turkeys. Yes. <laughs> we had Which a group of wild turkeys, turkeys on the property. Right. It was amazing. I cannot get over how you guys would go out there and <laughs> make, make the sound. <laughs> and then I went out there and I was like, and they were like, who is this woman? No one but they would call back ever. to you. No, not to me. Not to her. They, they were like, that is not a turkey. That is a woman trying to be a turkey. Shame, shame on your house. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> Speaking of turkeys, it's coming up. Yeah, <laughs> true. Exactly. Okay. This. Thank you for that. This is a really good time to sprinkle in maybe one <laughs> tip for the holiday season, just as a little interlude and intermission, if you will. My tip is I like on Thanksgiving a tray that so my food doesn't touch. Oh. That's smart. But that's for do me. Do you really? I really do. I'm like one of the, <laughs> like the, the cafeteria yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Where'd you find No, them? but that is Target. so smart. No way. Yes. That is so smart. So, Actually, I China, China I'm doing a total plug, is making them. They have the, like, I've, yes. I've seen them, the oval with two or three different compartments. Oh, you mean like a, a, re, uh, like a uh, yeah, like a throwaway. Oh, no. I yeah. I have, mine's pink. It's like from the kids section. Is it bedazzled? It's not. I think it has a uni- It had a unicorn. I use it every Thanksgiving. What? I don't like my food to touch. And no, I know there's so a lot smart. of kids out there oh, yeah. that don't like their food. Okay. So after that, after PLDI, we really started focusing as an organization on what the public health emergency unwinding is mm-hmm. going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think we did two lunch and learns. Mm-hmm. So the first yeah. one was with Lana from Link, okay. yep. the Center for Independent mm-hmm. Living in our region and we also had a lot of conversations about what is this going to look like for individuals with disabilities what is this going to look like for individuals as adults Mm -hmm. as youth who are supported by medicaid Mm -hmm. i think it was an hour and a half long it's probably still existing on our website somewhere Yeah. yeah and then i know that i did one with a former i know parents unlimited employee who now works at a new hope oh mm -hmm. in pocatello Mm -hmm. 
and she was kind of communicating what that might look like for individuals who seek ABA therapy Mm -hmm. and how is that going to look when you get your letter with like the blue or the pink window how to reach out and contact so that was a really big focus for us for a while we also had um a uh, representative from the Department of Health and Welfare yeah. on another Lunch and Learn too, where we t- discussed what the same thing, kind of what those letters oh, are going to totally look like. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Sarah did that one. And uh-huh. what to be looking for. This was kind of way before and when we were getting our guidance on what to be looking for. Um, we tried to be super proactive, yeah. like, hey, this is coming. Yeah. And I, I think, I hope that it went as well as could be expected. We didn't get a ton of calls uh, mm-hmm. with disruptions. I mean. Which is almost good, right? Like It is. But I mean, also kind of scary. Yeah. Maybe we you know. didn't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the next thing that we did was for the Idaho Prevention Conference and in a partnership mm-hmm. with Idaho Traf- Anti-Trafficking Coalition. That was fun. And um, an individual who used to work for NAMI and then another individual with a grassroots organization who are all very centered on mental health Mm -hmm. and laws, rules, regulations, and the system. And they had put together a simulation where you will, again, much like tools, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they're like reality town. Exactly. You're given a task and, oh, you can't do that because you don't have childcare, so you can't go to that appointment. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have to go to work and earn money, and then you'd have to earn childcare. You'd have to go get a signature from someone else that didn't give it to you last time. Oh, oops, did you like your job? Now you have to come and pick up your child for behavior. It was really... Wow. It was... It was really neat. And we had, oh my gosh, it was the packed. When I tell you guys that uh, an individual who was working there kind of like walked by and saw our room and they were like, hold on, there's a lot of people in here. There's a lot going on. We have to come in and actually pause you and make sure this is up to fire code Mm -hmm. because there were so many people Mm -hmm. interested in what was happening in that room. I had heard that. Too many people. It was fascinating. It really illustrated the the. the process of a family trying to access um, mental health care in Idaho um, and um, some of the roadblocks and, and experiences that, that we face. And we had, sorry, one thing real no, quick. You're we fine. had an individual from the legislator there mm-hmm. participating and then kind of understanding a little bit about what parents might be going through. So that's what I wanted to ask. Who was the audience? Who were... They were social workers. Okay. They were teachers, schools, educators. Yeah. Okay. Um Family members, uh, providers. Did, yeah. So, as a as a as a teacher or as a social worker, you were really able to see what a day in the life looks like for a parent of a child with mental health mm-hmm. str- struggles. Mm-hmm. Awesome. School and community, that is awesome. and then also remembering that you're juggling other children. Mm-hmm. And cool. it was fascinating. I mean, we had people in lines at our tables. We were we were all assigned a different a different job as facilitators. Um, I loved also, sorry, I didn't mean to No, you're good. I love that people got frustrated. They were like, are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? Like it was real life. And I'm like, sorry. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. so great because that is our, that is what we go through Mm -hmm. as parents. Yep. Yay. Good job, guys. So it it opened a lot of eyes and minds and hearts, I hope. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because one person just left. (gasps) I remember that Mm -hmm. one person, one individual who was just participating was like, I, I don't have the bandwidth for this right now. And they just went and mm-hmm. did another, went wow. to, into another which presentation, is what which is some true. of our families do. Uh-huh. I don't have the bandwidth. I, I can't process. I'm out. And that means services mm-hmm. for your, your child. Yep. Wow. So fun and so interesting mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Um, another job. thing that kind of happened around that same time is Idaho Parents Unlimited found out that a grant that we wrote for was approved, and we are now technical assistants. Yeah, we are Region D technical par- partners with our yeah. um, regional uh, technical assistance center. So we'll be providing support and technical assistance to other parent centers within our region, and we are Region D. So it's it's a huge it's a huge highlight Mm -hmm. and an honor you know not only is peak in colorado Mm -hmm. another parent training information center in colorado and peak and ipole are really highlighted for their work that they're doing in their communities Mm -hmm. such that we've been given the opportunity to share what we know with other organizations to make them better all of us better together It's, it's really, really cool. it's really fun. Yeah. So that's another thing where we're navigating as we go, what that looks like within iPool. But don't think for a second that that stops anything that we were doing <laughs> or going to do. Yeah. It just means that we get to do more cool things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that. But it would I would be remiss if I didn't mention that that was something super cool that happened to us. Absolutely. Um, kind of in that same vein, and it happened in later July, is that we also get the opportunity to get a lot of professional development. Mm-hmm. And OSEP, or the Office of Special Education Programs, had a huge conference for all of mm-hmm. the parent training and information centers in D.C., and we were able to go, and it was two, three days? Can't three days, now. and it was, um, so administrative, special education, Special education state administrators also attend. So um, the state special ed director the um, and all the departments um, within special education at the state department attend. Um, parent centers. Um, part part C, mm-hmm. so infant toddler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Infant um, toddler. Two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was there? Some IT people. Mm-hmm. Any Anybody from OSEP or that touches yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of was there. And it was so... I mean, these people were not kidding. They were like, you are going to learn while you're here. Because it was back to back. And it was. it was so powerful. And everybody from the top down had presentations and kind of introduced themselves. So we got to meet Valerie Williams, mm-hmm. which was fun. And network with people and even give feedback to presentations. and like a learn podcast a- presentation <laughs> that you got roped into? <laughs> learn a lot about AI, yes. which was yes. super cool. It was very cool. Very cool. It was, it was, it was jam-packed. Mm-hmm. It was sun up to sundown learning, I felt like, yeah. but um, a really good opportunity to collaborate with our, our peers. And, and get to know, yeah, mm-hmm. get to know our, our, our other centers, other and, centers and, and states. and So yeah. we're, we're super blessed like that, that mm-hmm. we don't, our Angela, the executive director, doesn't let us say st- doesn't let us stay stagnant. Yeah. She mm-hmm. gives us all those opportunities to continue to learn, yeah. see what other centers are doing, and get more of that knowledge and professional development. So that was super fun. Um, I think kind of the next big thing that happened was a facet of cultivating readers. It was leading by convening me mm-hmm. and serving on groups. Yep. That's our fall kickoff every year. The new administrators go through our leading by conven- convening, mm-hmm. um, which is a companion training to our serving on groups training that the parents go through. Mm-hmm. So serving on groups is teaching parents to be serve on groups, to be good leaders on these groups. Yeah. Um, and then we give them some, pra- like we let them know what cultivating readers mm-hmm. will look like for them and how to, take some of what they're learning mm-hmm. back to their groups to be a great group member. Yeah. 
And when yeah. we say cultivating readers is something we we do consistently, it's because those parents who went to serving on groups, yes. we touch base with them once a month. Yes, right? exactly. So yeah, so, so that was fall kickoff. Mm-hmm. Can you guys, because again, I wasn't there for this one, can you guys talk a little bit about Western Partnerships? That's how I refer to it, but what does that yeah, mean so, to just a person? So RISE is a developmental disabilities agency here in um, the Treasure Valley, and um, I think they have other locations around the state, but um, they put on a giant conference, um, usually annually, I think, anyway, um, so it's called the Western Partnerships Conference, and they have people from developmental disabilities agencies, um, providers, um, parents, family yeah. members, any anyone who wants to register for their conference to come and learn about um, Idaho systems, but more and more specifically, just the how to support our loved ones or our family um, who have disabilities or either children or adults. Um, just learning tips and techniques. It's a really professional development for uh-huh. for our community members who are serving um, our families uh, who have disabilities. Um, and so we were able to uh, do two workshops. One was... Um, having high expectations when you don't know what to expect. So helping us recognize and um, have high expectations on ourselves as parents, but more importantly, expecting high, um, high outcomes from our kid kiddos or loved ones with disabilities. As they kind of are transitioning into the adult sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how to navigate those systems and what services are available for independent living. I feel like I think it was the IEP one, how to read the document. Yeah. It was out of, yeah. Yeah. And then I think we littered in some components <laughs> mm-hmm. about like parent professional collaboration yep. too. What? Yeah. The word littered. <laughs> littered. Is that bad? We sprinkled. Sprinkled. <laughs> not littered. Okay. It really gives an image that I just couldn't pass the opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Oh, like kitty litter. Oh, okay. I was I was just like we sprinkled. We sprinkled. I like sprinkled better. We weaved in. Well, Whoa, it was yeah. woven in. I'm yeah. ha- words are hard for me. <laughs> words today. are hard. Friday words are difficult is, for me. Friday is a yeah. Okay. So I think the next one that I really wanted to talk about, and one is um, happening right now in the Boise area, mm-hmm. but work of art. Yeah, mm. that is something that happens throughout the year, Moscow, mm-hmm. Boise, and virtually. Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Work of arts are um, for youth between the ages of 14, 14 and 21. Okay, I'll let you take who this one are, um, Who are accessing special education, or you can just have a student who is um, receiving or who has 504 accommodations, but an identified disability that they come and they learn those pre-employment training skills um, through the support of vocational rehabilitation. So we have a partnership with VR and putting on these um, work, work, how do you pluralize that, work of art sessions, of I guess, yeah, there you go. and have a different cohort of students, typically 10 in each session who come to wherever it is. And um, like right now we have one happening in our office. Mm-hmm. Um, so the students are coming twice a week and then one on a Saturday and they are learning how to work with an employer um, they fill out timesheets, um, work as a group to make decisions and provide a piece of art for a client in our in the community that um, 
we that has reached out and requested that we um, they be part of the program. So they I work with that. I, it's amazing, and, and they get paid. Lo- and they're yeah. learning all of these mm-hmm. skills and they leave with something yeah. tangible Absolutely. that they mm-hmm. made. Like, look at all the stuff that I learned. Yeah. I got paid. I met mm-hmm. some cool friends. I had a job yeah. and this is what right. I did. They right. learned to fill out a timesheet, mm-hmm. an application. I mean, work a, a resume. Ethic. Yeah. All of these. Mm-hmm. And how these to disclose your disability uh, or to an employer. Or yeah. Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are some really, really good. Yeah. Good tools for our youth. And, and we as an organization don't necessarily spend a lot of time working with actual students. And so yep. this is an opportunity where we get to provide that learning experience um, directly with the youth um, that that are involved. And it it is really for me, it's it's kind of like a motivator and mm-hmm. a direct example yeah. of how what we do at IPOL affects our families um, and helps in all those areas. I just love that this brings a community client mm-hmm. in and provides employment. And, and I mean, we were looking at this work out yeah. there this morning. I love coming in after mm-hmm. they've been in this. In, Absolutely. In the, their arts all over it the table. So cool. Yeah. It's these kids. I mean, and yeah. kids don't have to be interested in in, in yeah. arts to be a part of this program. We've had kids who are like, I don't, I don't, I'm not an artist, uh-huh. um, but they might have a, a skill in another area to be part of this cohesive team that puts together um, these projects. And it's not always all painting and things like that. It's, it really is directly related to what the client, um, client needs and yeah. wants. Cause they've done screen printing. Mm-hmm. They've made t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made murals mu- up, yeah. up North and Moscow. So if you're ever up there and there's a, a business up there that they've created a full length wall mural. And then oh, in yeah. Coeur d'Alene, they're part of the art walk every year for the community. It's, it's really neat. Doing it's amazing. Things. Yeah. I think the last thing I just really wanted to highlight is parent voice summit. Heck Yeah. And so that was September 29th and 30th. There was a pre-summit, which is where we really targeted uh, transition to adulthood for youth. And so we had some got transition people. We had uh, some of our centers for independent living. We had a charting the life course presentation. We had a presentation by a well-respected lawyer in the KW versus Armstrong lawsuit talking about changes to the adult developmental disability um, eligibility process and budgets. And that was well attended. And there were so many individuals who were just so curious and came with their questions. Oh, and mental health, Mm -hmm. transition from mental health services. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful. And then if you you thought it couldn't get better, the day two was just unreal. It was was awesome. Learning how to advocate, Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate, learning how to be respectful, how to be um, an effective listener. And that day was really spent on advocacy in all things children, children. in Idaho. Mm-hmm. We had so partners not just, yeah, with disabilities. Yeah, so all children. So we talked about, um, so we had the uh, partnered with the Idaho Children's Trust Fund and um, Idaho Voices for Children, really about advocacy and the issues that are facing our families today from childcare all the way through services that, um, you know, our families are eligible for. 
that might need some strong advocates and strong advocacy efforts in making change um, for Idaho's families. And we had a wonderful keynote from a dad who started his own nonprofit called Dad Speak from a community in Western Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Head Start. And yep. he shared his story and what east, it was east like. Idaho. He's in east Idaho. Sorry, yeah. East Idaho. And I pointed east. Too. <laughs> um, how his, That's funny. How his, um, his experience being yeah. a dad and not knowing what to do. And it was so How to support his child. So and powerful. Was, Disability Rights Idaho was mm-hmm. there to provide resources on both days. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of networking. It was a phenomenal experience. Yeah. I, I, I think the part that I liked the most is that that day, that second day was not just session after mm-hmm. session after mm-hmm. session. It was conversation after conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was, in, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was interacting you were learning how to tell a story and how to use your story to drive change. And 100%. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. It was fun. It was a lot of work. It was. But. And there's a lot of other things that we're doing for the end of the year that we're not going to mention right now. But you might also be wondering to yourself, what are you doing next year? And coming soon is going to be a whole lot of information on what next year looks like for Idaho Parents Unlimited and where we're going and what some of our goals are. So we're very excited to bring that to you in another episode. But before we end this here, Sarah, do you want to give a tip for the holidays? Some things that I do um, for my kiddos or in just in my house is we really prep and talk about things that are coming up. Um, Kids are going to be out of school. So we try to find activities to fill those to fill those gaps of, you know, when our kids are home and the second day, everybody's bored and (laughs) um, (laughs) it's cold outside. So we we try to find and plan activities to do um, as a family and um, things like that. So that's really how I spend um, my time getting ready for the holidays, um, planning, talking, and really just getting ready for that time where there's no schedule again i agree Um, (laughs) because that's what i want to try to do our kids really thrive on consistency and scheduling and so when when we're when the routine is not when the routine is um uh when it's off they're off yeah so we we try to be really proactive in planning out our time i agree i think that the one main thing that i just wanted to share was is just to have a plan for the inevitable meltdown. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a house for the holidays that's not yours, kind of map out a space that you can go to for some quiet. And even if you just schedule little breaks, like, hey, let's you and I just go into grandma's walk-in closet (laughs) and just have a small, quiet Mm -hmm. break Mm -hmm. for a little bit. I think that that's really important. And so at Christmas, you might find me in the closet all by myself. <laughs> I'll be in the closet okay. consistently. They'll be like, Allison, we're opening presents. I'll be like, what? I'm good. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. If you are in Idaho or planning on moving to Idaho and have any questions on systems or services for children with disabilities, please reach out to us at ipolidaho.org. That's I-P-U-L-Idaho.org. Be sure to come back next time. And until then, this has been Unlimited Parenting. Thanks for listening.